and welcome to the School for Dumb Women's extra special bonus episode. On episode 22, we spoke to Marion Rankin, a woman who quite literally wrote the book about umbrellas. Just like bicycles, there are at least 9 million umbrellas in Marion's brain, so we couldn't fit them all onto that podcast. But in this bonus episode, we've tried a bit harder and are pleased to bring you the full version of our conversation with Marion. Here we go. Now, Alex has very bravely put her hands up and is standing here at the front of the class to admit something quite difficult to us this week. Yeah, um, Hannah, I'm really sorry. I I haven't done my homework. Um, so I found a loophole and I've got someone else to do it for me. Alex, that's definitely not allowed either, actually. That's quite awkward as she is here now. Oh, God. Oh, she is. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Oh, well, I guess we'll just all just shove up a chair and... Uh, yeah, scooch, yeah. scooch, guys. guess we're a four-woman podcast yeah. now. <laughs> um, what, what is your name, strange interloper? <laughs> uh, my name's Marion. And wh- why are you here? Well, I think you brought me here. <laughs> we emailed you several times, yeah. We did, it's quite organised, actually. Um, but luckily we've... Well, we've broken down the fourth wall now. So. Yeah, I think we have, yeah. Um, Marion, what, what are you here to tell us about today? Um, I'm here to talk about my book, which is called Brolyology. Oh, Brolyology. What's that about? <laughs> uh, shockingly, it's a history of umbrellas and uh, their their place in literature. It feels like you wrote this book specifically to fit into our very niche podcast format. It does, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be the case. No, amazing. <laughs> it's such a lovely book. I'm looking at it right now and for, for podcast listeners that can see through the microphone i'm sure they will agree <laughs> hannah loves it when i talk about visual things in, in a podcast it's my favorite alex <laughs> yeah um why did you decide to write the book um i had actually just been to an art installation i don't know if you guys went it's called the rain room in <gasps> i saw a lot of pictures and i just couldn't get in oh, it was amazing um so she's not allowed in there anymore no <laughs> Absolutely I had not. to wait eight hours to get in, and then they wouldn't—they couldn't get me out of it. Wow! Um, wow. <laughs> so basically, you could walk through a field of rain without getting wet. Um, they made this indoor rainstorm, and it had these um, sprinklers with um, sensors built into them, so they'd shut off as soon as they sensed any part of a human. Yeah, it. like an umbrella, like an umbrella. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So an umbrella is a real life rain room. Kind of, yeah. My goodness. Um, except that with the rain room, you are your own umbrella. It's quite uncanny. That's um, weird. That sounds great. Yeah, it's No amazing. wonder it was so hard to get into. That sounds like the best experience ever. It kind of was. Yeah. Yeah. I love the irony of thinking that people were queuing to get in, in the rain, using an umbrella <laughs> to get into the rain room. <laughs> so they didn't have to use an umbrella. Yeah. Fabulous. So so um, that got you interested in umbrellas and the act of keeping dry in the rain? <laughs> Hobbies and interests, keeping dry. <laughs> I'm an expert in that. <laughs> That's so gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was just thinking about umbrellas, as you do, and I just read some really good ones in some books lately. Um, and I suddenly then I thought I had an essay. Um, and then I actually got a book about the history of umbrellas, um, and I realised that uh, this really, like, common everyday object that I'd basically thought nothing about until that point um, had this enormously rich history and culture attached to it. So all of a sudden my essay grew up and had to become a book. What was the most surprising thing for you that you found out about umbrellas? Um, 
Oh, there's so many things, but I think probably one of the most surprising ones was its uh, history of class connotations. Um, mm. In some parts of the world, at some points in history, it was uh, completely revered. It was reserved for only like the absolute top of the elite, um, sometimes just the kings, other times the kind of upper social strata. Wow. Um, and then at other points in time, like when they were first introduced into England, um, they were associated with the lower classes and no one who wanted to be thought in any way respectable would be caught dead with one. What, so right. they just got wet? Yeah. Instead, if you yeah, were well, like, wet died, I suppose. <laughs> the purpose of rain was, like, God's given purpose of rain was to make you wet. So it was seen as like uh, defying the very will of God to have an umbrella. And what what year are we talking now? Oh, like the seventeen hundreds. Okay. Wow. So would would it be like you're you're so wealthy that you don't need even need to go outside in the rain? You could just go um, from you like have a carriage. Yeah, castle yeah. to carriage yep. to carriage to castle again. Yep. <laughs> and the servants might have an umbrella or like an old some sort of umbrella contraption that they'd use to keep mm-hmm. you dry, but it was only the servants would hold them. Like you wouldn't hold them yourself. That'd be so good because the worst thing about umbrellas is when you've got a wet one and then you and then you go in the tube or whatever and you're yeah. like oh, how do I not make this drip all over me oh, while I sit down nightmare. that would be the dream then to have someone with Just an umbrella but then the best thing about having an umbrella is pretending like you have a walking stick but like oh yeah like, <laughs> mm, I'm a very grand old man <laughs> yeah I think taking an umbrella out with you in the morning the frequency with which you do that is a sign of how organised you are in life and by that token I am constantly mm. getting wet in the rain. I never and take also how much you despise carrying things. Yeah. Like I, f- I really resent having to carry an extra thing. Yeah. So I'd just rather get wet or put my scarf over my head. Yeah, same. <laughs> so when did um, uh, the brolly that we know now, the sort of the mainstream little black brolly that you tuck into your arm, uh, when did that happen? Um, so sort of in the 1800s in England, they sort of became like really popular and manufacturing techniques improved and like at first there were sort of these horrendously bulky disorganized bundles of twigs with this immense flappy heavy canopy kind of thing um but then that sounds like annex <laughs> <laughs> i am available to soak up any moisture you just a bundle of twigs with some canopy draped over it that is who you are that's what i look like now i'm in a very big jumper yeah <laughs> i've lost some weight recently um yeah, so uh, probably like the mid-1800s, they became much more popular in England and much more recognisable as the kind of umbrellas that we that we see today. And is there like an inventor? Is there one inventor of an umbrella or is it kind of, does anyone know where it came from? Um, well, originally, I think the earliest umbrellas are from ancient Egypt and Assyria. Um, but I mean, we don't know who... Who did it? Yeah. Um, there was a Mr. Fox uh, who who's um, designed a new kind of frame for them. So they used to be made of whalebone, and he designed a um, steel contraption that was based on the architecture of a bridge. Um, it was a tubular uh, like a bridge. bridge. Like uh, it was a tubular bridge. So it was just the way the the metal was um, uh, constructed, like, like tubes rather than like solid steel. Okay. Okay, to, yeah. to make it much more light. Yeah. Um, so they they use that to make the umbrella much more kind of portable and less, mm. less horrendously heavy. That's cool. So you mentioned earlier on that um, it's based in umbrellas in literature. And uh, anyone who studied like literature for any period of time knows that certain things in a book mean things, especially in like Victorian literature, where it's like if somebody is like eating bread and warm milk it means that comfort is about to happen <laughs> you know what I mean? the storm's over you're eating bread and warm milk um what does an umbrella when an umbrella like appears in a book what does it mean it means all kinds of things and that's i think what 
got me so obsessed with them is that um, there's, I don't know how many, I, I should know how many chapters there are, I wrote this thing. <laughs> seven chapters, and they're all about different facets of umbrella meaning. Um, mm-hmm. So in one, it's about their kind of revered status. In another, it's about how they're really disreputable and hated. Uh, there's another chapter on sort of uh, umbrellas as like, standing for the individual and personal space and mm. umbrellas sound like they've had a similar ride to jeremy corbyn <laughs> <laughs> i love seen him with an umbrella come to think of it he's yeah. definitely someone that just leaves mm. in the rain yeah because he cycles a lot doesn't he so yeah. he's yeah. probably got all the waterproof gear he's got yeah. a mac and a pack mm. oh if, yeah. yeah when did those um umbrellas come in where you attach them to your head the multicolored ones <laughs> umbrella hats <laughs> oh they're so cute i'm afraid i can't comment on that <laughs> I'd like to ask how you pitched this as a book because I think it's a brilliant idea, but a publisher might be like, what? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I wrote it. Um, so I worked as a bookseller for many years and I wrote it and I realised I couldn't categorise it and booksellers and publishers love categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of finished it and looked at it and went, oh God, what have I done? Um, I've <laughs> written an unsaleable book. <laughs> <laughs> And then I just had this amazing stroke of luck where the the um, founder of Melville House came, well, the founders, plural, came into my shop one day um, while London Book Fair was on and we had a little chat and I tried to sell them one of their books. Um, Maggie Nelson's The Argonauts. I don't know if you guys have read it. I've heard it. Sounds good. Oh, it's so good. Um, and I followed him on Twitter and then a few weeks later he followed me back and saw in my Twitter bio that I was writing a book about umbrellas and apparently he'd been looking for a book about umbrellas no. for a while. <laughs> And that was that. That is fate. I know. So, why was he looking for a book about umbrellas? Is there something in the water, literally, <laughs> <laughs> about umbrellas right now? I don't know. You just didn't was. ask him. Yeah. Wow. That is meant. So, you kind of didn't really have to pitch it in a way. No, no, no. He just asked me if I had a manuscript. And I said, well, yeah. Do you. Do you want to? Do you think it's one it? of those spooky things where he like saw it in his dream and he was like, "I will find a girl with pink hair." And <laughs> she, he asked the alethiometer. She's in London. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Oh wow. So, what are some of the like mentalist umbrella mythologies that are out there? Um. Oh, there's there's a few crazy ones. Um. One of my favourite ones is from Japan. There's this long tradition of um, demons and ghosts and things, like mm-hmm. in both countries. Um, in Japan, they were called yokai. Um, and there was a subgroup called Tsukumagami, which were um, household objects that had like fallen into disrepair and disuse. Um, and after 99 or 100 years or so, they became sentient and they started haunting people Ooh. and terrorising them. And one chill just there. Yes, <laughs> There's an amazing haiku that's like uh, on a on a moonlit night uh, when the stars are out. Sorry, I'm completely misquoting this. Uh, <laughs> the punchline is the shadow of an old umbrella trembles. Oh, it's so good. Don't worry that in that inaccuracy is sort of our raison d'être done women. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, one of these objects is an umbrella, of course, um, and it's called the Casa Obake. Um, and it appeared in sort of ancient, well, not ancient, but old picture scrolls um, from about 300 years ago or so. Um, and then obviously became almost part of popular culture um, as the years went by. Um, so it lost its kind of demonic, terrifying nature and became more of a kind of a funny comic spook. I don't know if you guys have seen the Studio Ghibli film Pompoko. No. Is that the one with the pigs? Uh, it's the one with the, um, I've forgotten what they call, raccoons. 
Oh, I know the cover, but I haven't seen that one. Yes. Oh, it's so good. And they have like the night parade of 100 demons um, plays out on the streets of Tokyo. And they've got this massive Kasa Obake jumping around. Oh, wow. It's so cool. Because umbrellas are something you kind of associate um, visually with Japanese culture because you kind of have a vision of like um, geisha women or women in general oh, yeah, walking course, around yeah. with those um, kind of paper umbrellas. So. Yeah, they appear in like Japanese art for, you know, centuries. They're mm. really lovely. Yeah. Why do we put tiny umbrellas in drinks? Ooh, great question. <laughs> Don't you. know the answer oh, to that. <laughs> Next week I'll be doing tiny umbrellas in drinks. I really, wanted, I really wanted customised cocktail umbrellas for the launch party, but it never quite oh, happened. Oh, yeah, so good. I guess, I guess the reason why would be, like, because people traditionally have cocktails on holiday, so it's like, even your drink looks like the beach. <laughs> it's got a little yeah. sun umbrella. There's a tiny person resting on a sunshade. <laughs> yeah. A sun launcher. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. There's a chapter in your book as well about um, kind of gender and the umbrella. And I feel like as the school for dumb women, Mm. we should ask you to elaborate slightly on on how umbrellas and gender kind of mix. Do women's umbrellas, are they 20% more expensive and 20% smaller? (laughs) (laughs) They're actually 20% smaller and 20% cheaper. Oh, are they? I'm totally there. joking. Because, like, <laughs> big man's golf umbrellas are super expensive, mm-hmm. but those like thirty pound umbrellas. Why and... does golf warrant such a big umbrella? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you meant to cover the hole as well as like where you're pitching from. <laughs> There's always that time where you're leaving somebody's house after dinner or something at night. It's raining, and you go, "Can I borrow, borrow an umbrella?" And the glee with like, "We can get rid of that huge yeah. golf umbrella." It <laughs> has like Lexus on it. <laughs> And you have to go and sit on the waiting for the tube on the platform with a huge yeah. sports director <laughs> like parasol. Um, so we we have two umbrellas. We have a, a broken upside down brolly yeah. or the biggest umbrella you've ever yeah. seen. <laughs> I used to walk under one of them in Brisbane because um, I get sunburnt really easily, and I just look like this giant silver mushroom. <laughs> and my mom used it to shade her little baby lettuces. Oh, you have an adorable history with umbrellas. I know. It's too They've much. been there all along. Yeah, it's like you're a Moana, but instead of water, like you've got a kinship with umbrellas. Umbrellas just always doing you a favour. I yeah. swear they're actually following me around. When I was writing the book, I started taking photos of them, like really like beat up, battered ones on the streets because I find them hilarious. Um, and it kind of just kept me going. Um, and whenever I was like flagging with the writing, inevitably right. like four or five umbrellas would pop up outside work one day. <laughs> really? Yeah, it was quite spooky. Maybe they were those Japanese... Haunted they were. Ones. They knew what I was up to. I'm putting mine on the balcony tonight. I'm not sleeping in a room. <laughs> um, I I distracted the conversation. And- oh yeah. Um. So there's, you know, part of the umbrella being hated when it first came to England was it was associated with women. And of course, then, it was. of course, like fifty, eighty years later, it was associated with men. Yeah. Um, we tempted the umbrellas into opening. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they've had, uh, Dickens wrote about them a lot, um, and they've had, they've, you know, they work as phallic symbols when they're rolled up 
um, especially uh, yeah. the old ones because they're much bulkier and much less spiky. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I just picture oh. a, a penis <laughs> getting excited and like opening up, <laughs> <laughs> like, like a bearded dragon, just yeah. like. <laughs> There was this, uh, (laughs) in the course of my research, I found this um, uh, trans guy, I think. I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm fairly certain. Obviously, there's there's some dangers in assuming that every woman who dressed as a man back in the time when women had a really, really shitty deal Mm. Mm -hmm. was actually transgender. But um, reading the the kind of the record of this guy, it's um, almost certain that he was definitely felt himself to be a man uh he um his kind of typical outfit was kind of these really baggy clothes and he carried this massive umbrella over his shoulder um kind of like a i don't know like a swag or something Mm. i guess Uh yeah so yeah it's kind of like a way of sort of exerting himself like taking up a bit more space physically yeah i think so here is my big umbrella dick Speaking of swag, have you been sent many free umbrellas since Ooh. the publication of this book? Uh, just one or two. Yeah. I, when I left my job, my colleagues actually bought me a really beautiful one from James Smith & Sons, which Aww. was the sweetest thing. Oh, that's really yeah. nice. Oh, I have a question, actually. Yes. Um, so, obviously, there's loads of, like, fashion historians and people who's like their job is they've got like PhDs and like buttons and stuff like did, did you like, like people who, who literally work at the VNA and like they have a complete stud- they studied trousers their entire life like did you not did you feel, have that feeling of like oh god um, you know I, I can't, I'm not qualified to do this I'm sure there's people who would kill me for doing it did you ever have that weird moment of doubt where you're like oh I couldn't possibly oh absolutely yeah <laughs> especially because I um, I didn't Right, it's being sort of um, talked about as a history book, but it it, it was originally a collection of fiction. Oh, <laughs> um, so really? I, the, I I went to the history to kind of explain the the literature, if that makes sense, rather than sort of going, oh, I'm going to learn everything there is to know about umbrellas yeah. and then maybe find some books about it. Um, it was completely the other way around. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I definitely didn't approach it as a history book. That's just sort of how it turned out slightly. So what do you think is the future of umbrellas? <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, there's some pretty wacky designs. Like, people are always trying to improve on the umbrella. Really? Um, well, it's not really been changed in about 200 years. Mm. Um, and there are some designers who are trying to, you know, minimise waste because, like, as soon as one tiny part of an umbrella breaks, then you yeah, have to... That is so, yeah. yeah. So annoying. Um, so they're trying to make, you know, umbrellas with four spokes or umbrellas that kind of do this. I'm making a shape like a cyclist helmet. Okay. Oh, I've seen, the, I've seen a picture of those on the internet yeah they're yeah. very streamlined for like when it's windy or something yeah uh. something like that and then there's i think there's a japanese company who, who made basically a, a wand that blows air really fast <laughs> no <laughs> like a dyson like, repel yeah yeah like a reverse dyson <laughs> like the dyson that's so fun. Yeah. and oh it oh, repels water it's like James- an invisible umbrella I bet when James Dyson heard that, he fired like seven people on the spot. <laughs> There's a leak in the company! A leaky umbrella! <laughs> Do you reckon, would you want one though? Because an umbrella is quite, it's quite no. comforting almost to like have that thing over you and if mm. it's like a certain colour then you are like, well everything's red today. Under my umbrella. <laughs> like, I quite Must like be that. nice being inside yeah. your head. <laughs> But I find that quite comforting and quite sort of like you're in your little capsule. So I don't know if I would want a, a, an air umbrella. Yeah, especially if you've got those like like um, umbrellas that kind of come down like a birdcage. Do you know those ones? Oh, yeah. Mm. 
They're quite, and you can't see. They feel very comforting. Like, oh, yeah. I'm going through like a in a bubble, like I'm the good witch. Yeah, I'm in a space bubble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I love kind of having a roof, making yeah. your yeah. space into like a yeah. little room. Yeah, um, territorial, isn't it? It is. Yeah. yeah. This is great um, bit in The Unbearable Lightness of Being by Kundera, where he describes just that, like women walking through the streets of Prague, um, kind of. Uh, this is a horrible gender representation, but basically all the men are being courteous and lifting their umbrellas up and all the women are, like, holding their umbrellas and ramming them against each other and going, like, fat cow and fuck you. And <laughs> <laughs> That's it's amazing. very Kundera, but um, <laughs> it is quite funny in that it's a really good illustration of, like, using your umbrella as your little yeah. personal space defender. Because, yeah. yeah, I've never been cat-cold when I have an umbrella. <laughs> I guess nobody cat-colds in the rain oh, and no one's yeah. out there. <laughs> It's like the invisibility cloak for tits. It is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. God, maybe that's a new female safety measure. Just umbrella. I feel quite... I've started carrying one around a lot more because I never used to use them. I didn't really like them. But um, this book kind of brought me around. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I feel way more powerful when I'm holding one. So I'm just like, you can't call me and I'll beat you with this big old yeah. stick. Yeah. Fair play. We nice should just one. get one where when you open it, it just says fuck off, just for the builders. <laughs> the that must exist, surely. Yeah, probably. Everything's got fuck off written on Every- it, hasn't it? <laughs> you can build it, you can put fuck off yeah. on it. <laughs> yeah, you can get baby grows with fuck off written on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Or um, keep calm and fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> the weird thing is, is that... Um, uh, so the other like big seasonal item that we take out with us during certain times of the year is sunglasses and people spend like thousands of pounds on sunglasses no one would ever spend thousands of pounds on umbrellas would they? Mm, no actually James or they do <laughs> ding ding fact incoming <laughs> <laughs> James Smith and Sons have some for several thousand well, yeah, but they like, nobody would buy them the way they would buy Tom Ford sunglasses do you mm. know what I mean? no definitely not silver I think wow yeah. wow very jazzy. Fancy in, rare but, materials. I don't know. But I solid ask. then. Maybe. Just a, just a sort of an actual roof. A roof made of silver <laughs> that you just... No, the handle of silver, not the canopy. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. Ah. <laughs> Sorry. He really oh are. The school for dumb women. I don't know how bloody heavy that would be. <laughs> exactly. You can't put it up or down. It's just a huge antique in your house. Like, oh, yeah. God, I've got to nip to the shop. It's a weird shovel. Isn't it? <laughs> get, your back, get your back support on so you can take the umbrella <laughs> out. Exactly. Has anyone put, like, diamonds on an umbrella? Yeah, absolutely. There was a, I think it was an Indian um, Raja who had a had an umbrella and it had a, um, the handle was diamond. It was covered with rubies and emeralds and oh, had a pearl something. And, yeah, it was ridiculous. I'd love to find that on the night tube. Yeah. <laughs> Payday. Wow. <laughs> Victoria line pays off again. Yeah. yeah. So are you a full time umbrellaologist now? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like you should mm. definitely introduce yourself as that to people and then offer no explanation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wait to see if they do that London thing of like, oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My sister in law does that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll get gold business cards printed. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, you know, you know the phrase sort of like, oh, and then he made money in oil and he left his job or whatever. When you left your job, were you like, yeah, umbrellas have paid for this. <laughs> See you, fuckers. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> and just like, just like leaving like Mary Poppins, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> opening the umbrella. like. <laughs> 
the best one I've ever she heard. She floated across Charing Cross Road. <laughs> yeah. So, Marion, thank you so much for talking to us. And finally, where can our quite literally millions of listeners buy your book? Uh, all good bookstores in uh, America and where are we? The UK. Yeah. <laughs> um, also online and directly from Melville House. Lovely. And if someone wants to uh, find you on social medias, where do they go? I have a really annoying Twitter handle. It's Mer, um, which is M-E followed by seven R's. <laughs> oh, seven R's. Seven R's, specifically wow. seven R's. Great SEO there. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I try. Thanks to Marion for coming in. Her book, Broliology, A History of the Umbrella in Life and Literature, is out now, published by Melville House. We'll be back on Tuesday, as usual, with a new episode all about films, poison, and why your face is absolutely disgusting. See you then. Bye. <laughs> Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.